0: hey y'all welcome back um this is the slay less show this is season three episode seven so today we're going to talk lori harvey and we're going to talk britney spears and this podcast is dedicated to both lori harvey and to britney spears um so lori harvey uh if you don't know is steve harvey's adopted daughter um he married marjorie harvey and she was marjorie's daughter then when he married marjorie he adopted her and so she's considered to be you know his daughter now um, and she's kind of been in the, like, the public eye for, like, probably, like, the pop. Prob- I mean, I want to say maybe, like, the last three or four years, mostly because of who she dates. Um, she tends to date really high-profile rappers, athletes, actors. Um, she's dated Memphis Depay, I think that's his name. He's, like, a really famous soccer player. She's dated Future. Uh, she's dated Diddy. She supposedly dated his son. Um, she's currently dating... Uh, she dated future and she's currently dating michael b jordan um and the amount of backlash that this very young woman because she's only 24 has received due to her dating life is really astounding like i'm not i'm never really surprised when people are you know obsessed with famous people and who they date because that's an entire like the entertainment industry is built upon our obsession with celebrities and our obsession with, you know, fame and people who who have fame and who are rich, who have wealth, who um, live their life within the public sphere and who kind of delve into, like, you know, this life of of, of extreme publicity where, you know, they're, they're tabloid uh, royalty, basically, in a sense. Lori Harvey would definitely qualify as all those different things. Um, what I want to talk about is how... And the ways in which she's being attacked for her dating life. So first and foremost, um, I just want to say this just in general. I feel like women are never taught to date around. And I think back to my early 20s and how obsessed I was with wanting to be in a monogamous relationship. And wanting to have a boyfriend and wanting to be with just one person. And how like unrealistic that even seems to me now. Looking back at like who I was at 22, 23, 21, 24, 25 even. And, um, just the way that life operates and typically where people who are that young are kind of situated in life. Um, I don't know why I ever thought that (laughs) I should or could or needed to be in a monogamous relationship at that point. And it only has come to me now after leaving a relationship I was in, um, for nearly three years, I realized like, you know, when you're young and you're early in your early twenties, you should absolutely be dating around, Um, I feel like with Lori Harvey, because she comes from a family, you know, wealthy, very well-known entertainment family, that the type of people she dates would be, you know, famous rappers and famous actors and famous athletes, because those are the circles that she runs around in, like her friends, like she's really good friends with Normani, and she's really good friends with... um, fabulous and emily b's daughter and you know ryan destiny and jordan what's the girl that was is it jordan woods i think that's that was the girl that was real cool with kylie jenner like these are the people that she hangs out with so she's going to be in these these really elite uh hollywood circles and these are going to be the people that she's dating um what has really concerned me is the obsession that grown-ass men have with critiquing this woman uh Boosie, who i used to really to be honest like my ratchet youth, he brings up nostalgia from like my my youth and my teenage years and my college years because Boosie is like, you know, Baton Rouge, Louisiana rap royalty. He makes like super ratchet ass party music and we love him for that, right? Like we love him in that specific lane in that specific realm. He has become since coming home from prison, I think back in two thousand fifteen, he has become increasingly vocal and his vocalness is just fueled and infiltrated and just festering with ignorance he just says some of the most ignorant shit that you could possibly think of um and so he recently took it upon himself to go on to vlad tv which is a whole other topic because vlad is in my opinion a lot of the time full of shit but anyways he goes on the vlad tv and uh vlad asked him a question about lori harp and he's like we need to stop you know we need to stop glamorizing these girls that are basically like, you know, fucking all these men and getting passed around, blah, 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 blah. So here's my problem with that. I have several problems with that, but here's the first one. First and foremost, we don't actually know that she's fucking all these men, okay? She literally just, could just be hanging out with these men, dating them. We don't know if she's fucking all these men. And if she is, it's nobody's this business that does not diminish her worth in any way and no one should be judging her for that, period. Facts. Next, okay? Like, next. Second of all, um, I mean, like i just really find it odd that you're saying and in 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 defining this woman's worth based on who you think that she's fucking who you think you don't have any real proof you don't have any real confirmation who you think that this girl is fucking okay for you to sit there and call her a pass around when you yourself boosie have like six different baby mamas and and a slew of children i mean let's be honest you're not exactly husband material Like, if we're gonna, like, if we're gonna do that and it's gonna be this standard, you're gonna put forth this double standard, you are not husband material, you are not a fucking catch either, since we're gonna go there. Um, if if that's, if that's how we're defining being a catch, right? Because, like, you really have no room to talk about who this young woman is dating. And second of all, you don't leverage this same type of, uh, criticism against yourself, against all the other men out here who have multiple children with a bunch of different women. You don't, you didn't leverage that kind of, uh hate and animosity and ignorance towards future her former boyfriend who has a slew of children with various different women um you didn't leverage any of that against them and so my thing is, is like how do you feel comfortable with yourself just saying these types of things second of all or third of all excuse me third of all I really think that men have this real fear of women who operate the same way that men traditionally and conventionally have been told it's okay to operate so, and I'm, what I said what I mean when I say that is that women who date multiple people multiple people at the same time or just date multiple people period and for Lori Harvey like we know that she's dating multiple people because she's you know like she's being seen with multiple people um as far as like, we can tell right again like she's she doesn't ever talk about any of this stuff Someone brought this up on Clubhouse. They're like, I've never heard... I don't even know what Lori Hardy's voice sounds like. And that's so true. She is literally like a beautiful fixture that I've never even heard her voice. And I kind of like that. I think that's there's a sense of power. There's a really strong sense of power there where no one really knows a whole lot about you. All they can do is like look at pictures and assume... And that's really what all these judgments against her are being... These judgments against her are just basically trumped up assumptions... On what you think she's doing. Uh, I feel like for her in particular um just in general women who do this men have this really strong fear of women and I really you know I don't know where this comes from I think a lot of it to me is like I've had this conversation cross generationally and a lot of it I feel I honestly feel like a lot of it comes from like biblical notions as far as like women are manipulators and they trick you and they'll trick you out of this and they'll trick you out of your sense and they'll trick you out of your money and the And men have this real irrational fear of women being manipulators and doing all this bullshit to them when women Really and truly, we have a lot of power, like a lot of power that we can harness. But really, within the world that we live in, it really is a man's world where men control most of the assets. Men have all the money. Men have all the material and capital resources, and you know, access to everything. And so, I'm just like, I'm just so confused as to why this incessant hate for women, and in particular, a woman like Lori Harvey, a young black woman living her life. Like, what are we so mad at? I'm, I think Lori is winning. She's dating a bunch of rich ass men they're taking her on these expensive vacations seeming they're buying her shit you know and like she's just having fun and she's dating like who do y'all want her to date would y'all be more happy if she was out here dating like regular ass people regular ass men who you felt were like you know are you know in some weird attempt to like humble her like well she doesn't need to be dating these rappers and and these athletes and well why wouldn't she she's rich Why wouldn't she date in the same circles that she operates and lives her daily life in? I truly don't understand that. Truly, I really, really don't. Okay, what else? What's next? What's next? So uh, moving on from that, I also want to say, again, I just want to bring up her age. Like She's 24. What is she supposed to be doing? Do I want her to get married? I want her to settle down and start having kids. Like Why would she do that at that young? If she didn't want to if she wants to then fine but if she doesn't want to then why are we pressuring her to like be a certain way I truly do not understand that um I think also what's interesting too is like Lori Harvey in my opinion is still within that realm of like black celebrity I don't feel like a lot of people outside of like our immediate black community and our immediate black entertainment community are really like super obsessed with what she's doing with her dating life they just see like this young pretty girl who's you know capable of pulling all these like super handsome men but my thing is this is like um i saw this thing the status that um someone posted on facebook and even after she broke up with harvey i mean after even after Lori broke up with future there's this certain disdain that i feel men have and perpetuate against women who have money and who have means um the same way that future victimized so many of the of his former uh girlfriends and his baby moms and like you know basically so they were worthless and all this different shit he couldn't really do that with her first and foremost because she's already she comes from a family where she's already pretty much cemented within within this entertainment industry right she already has access she has means through her parents through herself because she also is you know as a very successful model has her own shit going on has her own money she can pretty much do what she wants to so when her and future broke up i think everybody expected you know i think well i think he expected to be able to like say and do whatever but that didn't really work in her particular case because she is not at his mercy the way some of the other women his past have been the same thing with sierra um the things that he said about Sierra and the way that he tried to like downplay who she is. Like she was very successful before she even met him, right? Like we knew who Sierra was. Um, She's a famous entertainer, famous model, just basically had her shit together and had her shit going on. And he couldn't victimize her the same way. And people were so mad. Men in particular, I'll never forget this shit. Men in particular were so mad when she went and got into a relationship with Russell Wilson and she essentially... You know leveled her fucking life up Married this married this super rich NFL player Married him You know started having children And building a family with him Like future In his hive Cause I guess that's what you call them They were so upset about that I'm like why are y'all so upset Like what did y'all want her to do She's young and she's rich and she's beautiful Like, what is she? Like what is she supposed to do Sit there and cry into her soup every night About the fact that her relationship didn't work no, no, like she's not one of these like women that he could just discard off to the side and like, oh, like you know, well, uh, she was this, she was that. Like, no, like she has the power, and the same thing with Lori Harvey, and I really want to focus on this. She has the power to carve out her own narrative and to say what she is and what she isn't, and to do and to move how she wants to. And that is such an important power. And this is why I say, um, and increasingly as I get older, And I begin to think about relationships for myself, I always think of like the power dynamic and how I do not want to be in a relationship with, with a man who would potentially abuse his power against me and use it in a way that could potentially, where he could potentially be trying to like defame me or slander me or in any way chip away at my worth, if that makes sense and I think with future he couldn't do that to Lori Harvey or to Sierra Wilson because of where they're stationed within society and within life um a few more things about Lori Harvey then I want to move on to my queen and my love Britney Spears um you know I really want y'all to leave Lori Harvey the fuck alone like point blank period um let her live her life like she, y'all want to call her a hoe so bad because first and foremost, you want to call her a hoe based on what you look and what you see, and what you see is usually not even even a good majority of the truth, right? Um, I also think that it's really, really important to understand like the social implications of where she's kind of situated and which and what what she means publicly i'm really happy to see Lori living her best life because i feel like the tides are kind of changing and women should be allowed to explore and should be allowed to date and should be allowed to do the same things that men have been doing for years without question without question right like she should be allowed to explore who she is and to date around and see what she really likes. she's 24 24 24 i wish i had the same mindset when i was 24 i really wish i was but we have to stop conditioning girls to think that like only supposed to date one person no no because i feel like so many women miss out on opportunities they miss out on experiences they miss out on on the person that they can really build with because they're so focused on one person i think about the people i was focused on in my early 20s i don't know i don't like i don't even talk to these people anymore i don't care about these people anymore and i'm like i wasted so much of my time trying to be loyal to someone that essentially it it turned out to be nothing nothing of 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 great significance to me you know or to that person either so Lori, just as i'm gonna wrap this up Lori, do you hon do you do you and do you without fear of judgment and just live your life please all right britney spears um first and foremost um my favorite album by britney spears is blackout and there's a song on there she's like since I was 17 I've been Miss American Dream and that is so true I remember when Britney Spears I was this is in like the late 90s I was gosh I had to be like seven eight nine years old but I witnessed her become a superstar um throughout middle school into high school I witnessed like you know this was the era of Britney Spears her really stepping into her own and becoming like a superstar like becoming literally like pop royalty I remember this um it was around the same time that beyonce and pink and all of them were kind of like stepping into their own and becoming like you know the poppin' ass women that they are today um i remember her being on the news and the discussions of her virginity and like you know growing up in the bible belt growing up in west texas and having grown up in church you know i even then understood that she kind of had to say those things within the public sphere Like, she kind of had to talk about her virginity. She kind of had to be like, well, I'm a virgin. Like, she had to say these things for the sake of her fan base, for the sake of where she's from. Because she's also from the South. She's also from Louisiana, from the Bible Belt. So she understood, I think, culturally what it meant to make those public proclamations and declarations. But also, I think she also understood her fan base. A lot of her fan base were Southern girls like me um of many colors right but she could not just be open and then also with this being the early 2000s the same way that I think young women are allowed to talk about sex today just you know to almost you know 15-20 years later was not the same way that we were allowed to talk about sex back then it's just not things have changed I'm old enough now pushing 30 to be able to say that with confidence because I've literally seen it myself um Britney Spears I remember her dating Justin Timberlake i remember that relationship being huge you know because of the fact that like they were both such huge stars i remember when the Crimea river video came out and i was like it was so obvious i was like okay so like the antagonist in this video like the cheating girlfriend is supposed to be britney spears like okay got it like it was very obvious to anybody who saw that and i remember you know the narrative that she cheated on him um I don't know if y'all know who Wade Robinson is he was like he's been in the news for positive and negative things of having been one of the people that accused Michael Jackson of molesting him also having been a really famous dancer and judge on So You Think You Can Dance um does a phenomenal choreography has choreographed a bunch of stuff for Britney Spears so the rumor was that she cheated on Justin Timberlake with him and that was a narrative that was being pushed that was a narrative that kept going out there and it really I remember even being in middle school remember the way that narrative played out where she was painted to be this promiscuous slutty cheater who cheated on poor Justin Timberlake and broke his heart Um. and basically you know lied about being a virgin you know lied about all this different stuff, uh, lied about, you know, this, 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 this purity and modesty that even then they were pushing on, on young girls and women to have, you know, Britney Spears was painted to be like, you know, malicious and devious and a liar. And they ran with this, the media ran with that narrative and they ran with that shit and they really made that a critical part of like her media personality for years Even after she met Kevin Federland and married him, even after she had her kids, and then we went to the period of, like, you know, where they started claiming she was losing her mind and she's having a mental breakdown and all this different shit. Um, I remember all of that, clearly, clear as day. I watched the documentary, um, Framing Britney Spears in the New York Times documentary the other day on Hulu, about a week ago. And I've been thinking about it ever since because, um, even in watching the documentary, I feel like it does a really good job of portraying what actually happened back then as far as the media really especially during the rise of like you know the media targeting people like Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton and um being super obsessed with these celebrities slash socialites to the point of like basically like stalking and harassing them because that's essentially what was happening with Britney Spears she was being stalked and harassed um to the point where like you know it did probably I mean it did begin to affect her mental and emotional well-being and in addition to everything that she was going through with her personal life with you know with her marriage breaking down with Kevin Federline, the custody battle all this different stuff um I will say this I feel like um I feel like Justin Timberlake really benefited from that that narrative like he went on to be successful he was painted as like you know like this golden boy he went on to have all this great success and Britney Spears being the legend that she is she was still successful as well but it was also very different like she lost a lot during this period where she was having the breakdown was when her father became you know the conservative or the conservative over over her finances and her estate and so she lost so much of her power during this time because of what I feel was an irresponsibility on the part of the media because the shit they did to her back then that shit would not fly today and somebody said this on Twitter, like, Britney Spears really took the brunt of what the media, like, the negative things that the media can do to you that so many women today wouldn't have to deal with because the media would be crucified if they treated someone today the way they treated Britney Spears back in the early and mid 2000s. Like, it is disgusting what they did to her. It's disgusting how they treated her. Um, I feel like, you know in the moment that was they used it as a catalyst to take away a lot of her power and to for her family her father in particular to come in and and take control of her finances and to take control of so much of what she built off of her back that she did you know and it's really sad to watch because as a fierce protector of girls and women I really hate to see her continue to have to like you know basically not have control over the empire that she basically built for herself with her talent and with her hard work um Justin Timberlake you know I I really like Justin Timberlake's music and I've considered myself to be a longtime fan of him but watching this documentary really painted him in a more negative light and it really shed light on the fact that like he really benefited from this this narrative of him being like this golden boy while women like Britney Spears and Janet Jackson because of the Super Bowl and what happened there really were painted as like you know these over sexualized promiscuous harlots who, you know, were there to basically lead him astray and get him in trouble. And, you know, I remember, I think it was the Grammys where he got on stage and he, like, half-assed apologized for the shit that happened with Janet Jackson. But, you know, her career in various ways suffered because of that. Like, it didn't suffer, like, greatly, I would say, because she's an icon. The same with Britney Spears. Like, I mean, no matter what, Britney Spears is still an icon. I do feel like, um in many ways they took the brunt of the suffering for some shit that he should have stepped up and been bad enough to talk about back then and so a lot of people have like really been upset about the fact that he you know years later this is like somewhat like 15 damn near 20 years later he's coming forward and he's apologizing but the apology is like it feels late it feels it feels you know weird and problematic in a sense it feels in, very, in, in in many ways just like not sincere it feels like he knows that he lives in a certain time now we live in you know the age of me too we live in the age of like you know this third and fourth wave of feminism that's coming forward that are like calling out men on their bullshit and calling out these systems of oppression in which women live that continue to chip away at our humanity and our dignity it, I think he understands that his PR team understands that like anybody who's working in Hollywood, who works in public relations, understands that like you cannot let shit like this fall to the wayside anymore. And so, I feel like him coming forward with that apology is kind of like damage control for him, like light, very light damage control, right? Like I don't really feel like it does a whole lot now. Like it's a good gesture, but when it really mattered the most, when she was breaking down, when she was being painted as this, you know, this this tramp, uh, when when Janet Jackson was being painted the same way he was nowhere to be found he was nowhere to be found and that um I, like I said I think an apology is always a good gesture right so it's it's a step in the right direction but I think also as someone who studies oppression and studies like stratification and all these different systems in which people suffer I think apologies only do so much um and I think just Justin Timberlake can really to be honest at this point he can really only do so much right like the damage has been done it's been done um what I want to see for Britney Spears in particular I want to see her have full control over her money again over her estate again she deserves that like free Britney Spears is a real ass thing and I feel like it is very disheartening for me as a woman who lives a pretty normal life you know to watch this celebrity who in my opinion has significantly more well I mean not even in my opinion like it's just true like this woman is way richer than I am okay she has way more material and capital access to resources than I do to be stripped away from her power and I think it's really disheartening for women regular women who are just living regular lives to see like you know if that can happen to Britney Spears and like what is happening to women who have way less power than that who have way less access to material gain and material means what's happening to those women if it can happen to Britney Spears if you know people can swoop in and say she's crazy and, and she's not like what the fuck is going on like that's very disheartening to me um I really want to see her just I want to see her be free and I want to see her live her very best life and I want to be able to see her to be you know to be able to enjoy everything that she's worked so hard for since she was a child literally since she was a child like the documentary. If you guys get a chance to watch it, the Framing Britney Spears, the New York Times Framing Britney Spears documentary is on Hulu right now. Um, I believe it premiered on FX, but it's on Hulu right now streaming and it does a really good job of painting her entire career um, and, and basically the steps in the, the chronological procession of events that has led her up to this point today. So after this documentary, um, came out and premiered and really came to like prominence within mainstream media attention, um, there was a new court case and there is now a third party that is going to be assisting in the conservatorship with her father, which her father was fighting against at first. Um, but he lost that case, uh, Prentice Penny, actually the guy that helps Issa Rae, with insecure, his mother is actually a judge in Los Angeles, and she ruled that there needed to be a third party within the conservatorship, I and mean, she ruled in favor of the third party that was coming in to basically represent, further represent Britney Spears, and you know make sure that her her money is being used the way that it's supposed to be used, and that documents and and financial dealings and stuff are not being kept from her, pretty much. So it's not like she has she doesn't have full control over her assets yet. But I think that this is a really good step in the right direction and they have another apparently they have another court case I think is it later this month or next month. So that's really exciting for her I'm really happy for her and I hope that it works out in her favor because I just don't feel I feel like no one deserves to to be kept away from the the gains of the of the entire of the entire estate that they essentially built off of their back off of their talent off of their hard work off of their sacrifice I just don't feel like anybody deserves that um as an aside I do really really want to continue to kind of point out examples like this in the media because I feel like um you know when we talk about feminism we talk about womanism we talk about intersectional feminism and we talk about all the different ways that women are oppressed and targeted and you know pushed aside and essentially diminished i think there are several cases that we really need to dive into and talk about and i really believe that Lori harvey uh is a great as a great place and a great person to talk about i believe britney spears and what's happening with her is a really great place to talk about I think uh, Taylor Swift and, you know, her masters essentially being sold away from her and her not having the opportunity to buy them back. I really kind of want to dive into that as well, too. So I think I'm going to spend some time this season potentially talking about Taylor Swift and what happened with that and how proud I am of her, first and foremost, for re-recording her masters and essentially... Not letting Scooter Braun and his his minions have control over her musical legacy—that is just beyond me and so horrible and so fucked up. But I'm happy that she's finding power in the midst of all this to really figure it out for herself and to essentially say like, hey, like this isn't the end. Like I actually have options here and continue to push forward this narrative. So at some point, I think this season I will talk about Taylor Swift. Um, there are a few other people I want to talk about as well too. I really us to continue to talk about Megan Thee Stallion because. The way that they attack her and they continue to attack her over this Tory Lane situation, I talked about her at the beginning of the season, but I feel like she deserves to have an extended conversation as well, too. Um, because first and foremost, the stuff that's happened with her, it's not over. I really want to talk about Sheila Buff and all the women that have come forward and talked about his crazy ass. And all the women that have come forward and talked about Marilyn Manson. I am not entirely surprised with that one. Surely I'm not. Not surprised with the women that came forward and said Sheila Buff was uh, abusive either. Because, ooh, chow. But, um, you know, I, I, I podcast and I do this type of work to create spaces for women. Um, because they deserve to have spaces to talk about the issues that affect them. In particular, women from the most marginalized groups of people. Like, I'm a black woman, so this space is first and foremost, and primarily for black women. But I really feel like these issues are are issues that pertain to women. And so many women across so many different demographics experience these same issues. And they deserve to have light drawn on them because it's just not fair. And if we're not going to carve out space for ourselves, no one's going to carve out space for us. So I'll leave you guys with that. I'm actually about to record another podcast talking about women, talking about um first nations native american indigenous women who are going missing and the fact that no one ever seems to want to talk about that so i hope you guys will tune into the next episode love light and peace and i will talk to y'all later